got your mama's Christine Podcast. Welcome everybody to the Christian Podcast. The Christian Podcast, don't take yourself too seriously. I am your host, Shane, here with my brother, again. Is that a point? Eric. Yeah, I know. I can't really do a plane. Uh, my attempt that was, was your plane. <laughs> my attempt was to do like a like a some sort of mode of transportation plane uh-huh. aircraft. So I, it sounded like you mixed like a plane and with a, a car. car. Yeah, I I realized that in the middle of it <laughs> and a go kart. It sounds like you put all three like of those together. You like go karts? Do you like go karts? Uh, they're. I, I, I like yeah. riding go karts. <laughs> I guess I don't realize I ruined a go kart. I remember one year family vacation we did a go kart with the slick track. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's fun. And if you ever done those on the slick track, you, you're supposed to let off the you drift. Brake. You drift, or, or so you either let off the gas a little bit, or you turn yeah. opposite of the way you're actually turning in order to drift. Yeah. You ever watch Fast and Furious? Uh, yeah, Tokyo Drift. You'll, you'll know. <laughs> I hate um, those movies. <laughs> Shane, Shane, uh. When we were kids, we did it, and every single turn in this, it was just an oval. Yeah. Um, every single one, you spun out. Spun out. Every single time. I, I pedal to the metal, spun out every single <laughs> and time. And dad just kept cracking up, making fun of the fact that you could not figure it out. How old were I was, Look at this idiot. I was like 12. <laughs> were you that old? I don't know. 12 is embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. You should have been able to figure out. Just slow down a little bit. It wasn't that. It was I was every having turn. fun. Zoom, zoom. <laughs> no, you did I was not. having fun. You was not because you were having fun. You could not figure out how to do it. But you, whenever it was, I don't remember how old it was. It was probably like. Dad thought it was really, the funniest thing dad ever because you were so dumb. Every time could dad, not figure it out. Every time dad sees a go-kart track, mm-hmm. he brings it up because hashtag Rusty Cares. Yep. So hey, but uh, yeah, I was trying to make a make a plane a plane noise or like an aircraft noise, <laughs> but uh, I realized that it didn't it didn't turn. No, no, away. I realized no, it was it a failure. I realized. It. <laughs> I realized most of your most of your uh, intros are failures anyway. So. I don't know about all that. So, so yes, yeah, so now you're just finally understanding how I feel about Eric, every me, single one of them. Let me ask you this: Just do you just do ask. you do you like flying in planes? Do I like it? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, I've flown. I haven't flown. How a often ton. do you fly? How often do I fly? Yeah, like once every five years. Maybe? <laughs> five I don't know. years. I don't know. You I, don't, know, I feel like I fly at least. I once flew a year for my five-year anniversary. Uh huh. I think it was the last time I flew. Are you serious? Uh, no. We went to California two years ago. I flew then. We're going to Nashville. We're not flying. We're driving to Nashville. Really? How long drive is that? Twelve hours. That's with long. That's three long kids. <laughs> Long drive. We're getting go up through the night. Yeah, we're getting up like three in the morning. I'm just going. That's the way to do it with kids. Yeah, but just, I mean, we're our worry is they will wake up. Yeah, that would suck. Because <laughs> Savannah, my middle child, will probably wake up and just be up. Yeah, that would be from three. So see, see, that's the risk with driving in the middle of the night with kids. Yeah. Your hope is if they fall, if they sleep through through the night, then you're good. But yeah, if they don't and they're up in the middle of the night, then it's even worse. I've only flown planes. Oh, in plane. I've never flown <laughs> <Yeah>. a plane. <laughs> I've only flown in like regular planes, never a helicopter. I had a chance. Yeah, so for a let's, helicopter let's, let's talk about this, okay? <laughs> Picture this. You are in Picture this, listener. Yeah, listener. So I'm I'm in Close your eyes, this. listener. Yeah. You are a ninth <laughs> grader and you're You're made fun of a lot. You're made fun of a you're lot. You're not a popular kid by any in any definition. Yeah. And your younger brother who's in seventh grade. Oh crap! Yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were the ninth grader. No, you're the ninth grader in this crap. scenario, and but that was an accurate description. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why you're so you're yeah. all, so. I was like, yeah, it. yeah. What else? What else? <laughs> and your younger brother's in seventh grade, hurts his neck. 
because and because he, a friend of his, a, a so-called friend in quotations, doing quotation, he's doing quotation marks. Pulled the too. chair out on you when you went to go sit down in music class in Mr. Rosie's music class, uh-huh. and <laughs> you hit your head on the chair. This is all going hypothetical. Down. By I'll be like, I'll all hypothetical. <laughs> you hit your head on the chair going down, and Mr. Rosie freaks saw out, saw saw it, and. And starts freaking out, saying, "You hit your head. I'm scared. My my neck hurts. My oh, your your <laughs> neck hurts." And, and eventually, regardless, regardless, you're the let, ninth grader, not the seventh grader. Let so. Let's imagine that this seventh grade brother of yours, yeah. got hurt constantly. <laughs> like, I mean, a soccer ball hits him in the eye. Has to go to the hospital. Um, he I had, had get, internal bleeding. I'm talking hypothetical. He had internal <laughs> bleeding um, and could not see. Um, he got hit in the head. He had to get staples on his head. Um, he had he broke his collarbone four times. Twice. His, his older brother one time broke it. Snapped play, it. Going outside and the whole way to the hospital. But back back to the, the whole way to the hospital. Um, don't interrupt me. Golly. Your but, hypothetical younger brother got yelled at by his hypothetical dad <laughs> for not eating enough vegetables, and that's why he always breaks bones. Imagine that's your younger brother. You Regardless, ninth grader. So put yourself in the shoes of this ninth grader. Yep. Over the intercom at school, you get called down. No, well, first, there's a all call <laughs> that says no one code red over the whole. No school. one leave your classrooms. Yeah, and then the next immediate announcement is hypothetical. You please come to the office. No, t- come to the music room. Come, yeah, come down. No, it's at office. Oh. You, you weren't. You're, this per, trust me. <laughs> so <laughs> so your name. <laughs> your name. Come down to the office. Yeah. So you're in ninth grade. You get called down to the office. The teacher or the principal takes you to the classroom where your younger brother in seventh grade is lying on the ground. On the ground, paramedics there. They're putting a neck brace on him. Uh huh. And he's crying. Uh, crying? He, Wait, was it crying? He he was. He was. Yeah. Probably. Your hypothetical situation is boohoo crying. Yep. And then for there, mommy. <laughs> there's a, there's a there's another point to the story which we don't need to go over. But that that's a that's a, I use it in sermon illustrations all the time hypothetically. And, <laughs> but regardless, the point is they take your hypothetical seventh grade brother, two years younger than you, into a helicopter, and hypothetically fly him to Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore. And you, the ninth grader, had the opportunity to leave school early. This is in the morning. This is like 11 a.m. Before lunch. This is before lunch. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, to leave school early and fly in the helicopter with your seventh grade brother and get out of school the rest of the day and you get a free helicopter ride. What do you do? Hypothetically. You take it. Oh. And this isn't even this isn't this isn't even about the fact that oh you could be there for your younger brother who is terrified flying That's in a helicopter from school has a neck always, brace on who's always hurt. You have the opportunity to be there for your younger brother, but no 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 no. Would you hypothetically decide to stay in school the rest of the day? Because that's what my <laughs> older brother did. So let me explain my rationale at the. At the time. They loaded me in the helicopter. They said, Eric, would you like to ride in the helicopter with your brother? Get out of school the rest of the day. You said, nah, I'm good. I went, no, it's okay. And the principal went, you sure? <laughs> I went, nah, I'm all right. Why would you do Here's that? Here's my thought process. My thought process was that um, when I got on that helicopter, yeah, it would be a cool helicopter ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'd be stuck in the hospital all day and night. I know how long hospitals take, and I don't think it was before lunch. After it actually. was, I oh know no, it was. it was, it was because because then afterwards, 
and the word got around town that my baby brother, and he wasn't a baby. He, I mean, as in like he's younger. He uh-huh. is a baby. He acts like a baby. Um, got hurt, and um, I was not a, a a super popular guy in high school. And all these obviously, as as you as you <laughs> described in yeah, the beginning of the story, and all these girls came up to me. I remember being like, "Girls that you've never spoken to in your life." Yeah, huh? like, "Hey, is your, I heard about your brother. Is your brother gonna be okay?" Mm-hmm. And my reply was always like, "I, I think he's gonna make we'll it." We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. So I so, don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> So you got to reap the benefits of talking to girls. all these girls that, that, that you've never spoken but to in your I life. I would be a liar if I said that that was in my mindset when I said no about the helicopter thing. I don't know why. Looking back, I wish you I don't said think yes. That, you don't think that like mom and dad would have gotten somebody to come and pick you up like our grandparents said, hey, come and pick up Eric and get him out of this hospital. He's been here for hours. You thought, you in your mind... I, mean, I had stuff to do at school. Oh like, <laughs> I don't want to miss homework. But like, <laughs> think about what you passed up. You passed up a free helicopter ride, getting out of school early, uh-huh. and also being there for your brother. That never crossed my mind over <laughs> all the years. And I, Anna would have passed up talking to all these girls. Oh, my goodness. But you said that wasn't in your mind. Yeah, but that later, was just an added bonus. Back, that yeah. was just an added great bonus. But when, bonus. But when you turned I got it down, a lot of girlfriends that way. <laughs> you when you when you turned it down, that wasn't even in your mind. I mean, that is crazy to me. I would have been like, "Oh, get out of school early Shane, and the helicopter ride." Absolutely. Okay, I understand. Looking back, I wish I did different things differently. So we're maybe, all sinners. We all needed gr- need grace. Well, maybe maybe you were looking at it the way that Kenneth Copeland looks at flying commercial. Oh wow! Look at that transition. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. If you who's, know, yeah, who's who Kenneth is. Copeland? Kenneth Copeland is a televangelist. Um, we and, love. And we all know that televangelists are are quality individuals. We, we love televangelists, and if you listen to podcasts long enough, you've never heard us talk about yeah. how much we love when pastors make a ton of money. Here's why we love televangelists because they give us new things to talk about on the podcast all <laughs> yes. the time. You know what? I we saw this. We're like, I mean, this this has been pretty popular this week. We should maybe talk about it. But man, we talk about this stuff a lot. Yeah. But you know what? I'm fine with calling this out because over and over and over and over. So if you don't know who Kenneth Copeland is, he's a televangelist, a really wholesome guy. And um, Seems like he'd be a great grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's... He, he, um, well, on his own, like, uh, I don't know how to describe it, his own show with Jesse Duplantis, who's, who's another quality... <laughs> Quality grandfather televangelist. Um, they were talking about flying commercial and the importance of having their own private jet. And uh, we're going to play you a clip here in a minute. We can talk over it. And we'll, we'll talk over it. But um, Jesse DePlanis started by talking about how he um, has been doing his ministry. And he already has a jet, mind you. He already has his own private plane that takes him everywhere that he needs to go. And and you can look up this clip for yourself. We're not going to play the whole thing for you because it's like five or six minutes long. You can look it up on YouTube. But he talks about his schedule. Well, one day I'm in New Orleans. The next day I got to fly to New York. The next day I got to fly to Austin, Texas. The next day I got to be in Florida. I can't do all of that commercial. I can't do all of that. Just like a poor a, person? Yeah, like a poor person. <laughs> I can't do... I, he didn't say that, but that's what I'm hearing. Right. I need, I need my private jet to do the ministry that i'm going to do it's impossible to do it otherwise uh but like like he has to have that schedule Mm -hmm. anyways uh like he's forced into that and so he's saying that he's flying on his private jet and he's content and he's talking to god and he's interacting with god which you can't do on a on a commercial plane yeah and he's interacting with god and and he's sitting there and he said that god we're gonna play the clip aren't we no we're gonna play the clip of kenneth copeland i'm talking about jesse Duplantis. this is jesse Duplantis, and jesse Duplantis says he's talking to god and god says 
well, is this all that you think I can do? And Jesse Plant's like, well, wait a second. I have a, my own private jet. I'm, I'm happy, God. What else do I need? Well, God, God, God really convicted my heart. And he said, oh, you think that I can only provide this jet for you? You think that this is the, as big as I can get? And that, and that I can't work larger than this? And God really convicted me. And I felt terrible. And God Man, said... what a saint. Yeah. And, and God said, I can get you an even better jet than Wow. This. He's really sacrificing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so will you help me? How does me? he still follow God with, that, with those kind of convictions you have to have? So will you help me by planting a seed of X amount of dollars to help me? Get this new jet that I need. Jesse Plan is such a man of little faith. Oh wow, he's really sacrificing. <laughs> he's really he's really taking the example of Paul yeah. in in the New Testament and the way that he went around and did the ministry of God. He's really laying it all on the line. And so he's explaining this and getting people, wanting people to send them their money. And Kenneth Copeland then talks about his experience. And agreeing with Jesse Duplantis. And this is this is what All it right, says. Let's play it. While we're on that airplane, we can talk to oh, God. Lord we God. can we, we it, it's when I was flying for Oral Roberts, the uh, brother Deweese, my my boss on the airplane, he said, Now Kenneth, this is sanctuary. It protects the anointing on on uh, uh, Brother Roberts. The airplane? Said, you yeah. keep your mouth shut. Don't talk to him unless he talks. Because when he's on a meeting, he doesn't talk to anybody but God. Now, Oral used to fly airlines. Right. But it, even back there then, man, it, it got to the place where it was agitating his spiritual sure. coming He's talking about Oral Roberts, who... It's Roberts? They okay. He's talking about a guy who used to fly around and would be agitated. You can't manage that today. Commercial. Right. This dope-filled world. Right. And get in, an air, get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. Right. Oh. <laughs> it's deadly. What? So he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you. You know what? I think the same thing. <laughs> when I walk into an airplane, I'm like, there's a bunch of demons in this plane. <laughs> now, mind you, he's. this is his show. No, This isn't an interview that he's doing. This is a show that he is hosting, talking about his experience. And he's saying, well, we need these jet airplanes because if we, get, if we fly commercial and we get on an airplane with a bunch of demons. Yeah. And, I mean, have you seen United, though? I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean it, they're dragging people out by their I mean, hair. We can make fun a little bit, but yeah, he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some fights that happen on some of these flights, right? And uh, he's talking about flying on a tube of demons. That's why I need my own jet airplane. Because how he cannot do the Lord's work when he's surrounded by all these demons Heavens, that cannot afford first class. <laughs> <laughs> Heavens. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So Fly with these poor people? No. Commercial? Never. I can't I can't be in the right state of mind. So obviously that that comment started to get spread. Yep. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> to make to make his he's really doing a great job PR wise. <laughs> um Inside Edition found Kenneth Copeland getting into his, his car. I don't know when. Definitely they kind of ambushed him. They definitely ambushed him. They definitely surprised him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he could have just not talked. This this interview is is it's twelve minutes long. Yeah. of him talking. And there's one part when I watch it. <laughs> I, I watched uh, pretty much the whole thing. You have watched the whole thing. Yep. One part that I was like, oh my gosh. And when, you may have seen this already. Yeah. So if not, I de- definitely highly recommend you um, see this. But um, the whole interview that the girl is asking questions, he's like pointing yeah. his finger in her face, which you know that's always a it's a weird great, great way. And even he's like. I don't know if you noticed this too. He's like was getting in his car and he never came down. Yes. So he's literally 
talking down to her. <laughs> like, like she's down, he's up high, and he's, he's like, he has like finger. a truck or an SUV or something yeah. that he's getting in. So, I mean, I don't know if he, I don't think he purposely knew he was doing that, but that's PR wise terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the, the appearance of it all is. So, there's cool. one clip that, like, when she starts really pressing him about the demon comment, that really is like, I think shows his heart. And yeah. um, let's play it. Hold on. Ever. Do you ever use your private jets to go visit your vacation homes, for example? Yes, I do. Great question. Okay. Yeah, he said, yes, I do. The comment. You said that you don't like to fly commercial because you don't want to get into a tube with a bunch of demons. Do you really believe that human beings are demons? No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. Oh, he's oh. like pointing angrily at his face. His eyes are we like scary. With flesh and blood, but principalities and power. Can you explain what you meant by that yeah. that by that term then? Just just explain because it's really simple. You said you didn't want to get into a tube with a bunch of demons. What did you mean? The well, let me ask you. <laughs> you think that people that fly commercial are demons? <laughs> give me a chance to talk, sweetheart. I'll explain this to you. But it's a biblical thing. It's a spiritual thing. It doesn't have anything to do with people. People, I love people. Jesus <laughs> loves people. How can I pour my jet? <laughs> yeah. People get pushed in alcohol do you think <laughs> what does that's that to do? <laughs> a good place for a preacher to be and prepare to go preach to a lot of people so okay Someone that answer was horrific that's a horrific <laughs> answer if he's trying if he's trying to say you know what i i miss i said it wrong but i'm not talking about actually he literally just just he doubled down <laughs> <laughs> he just confirmed that he, i mean talking about people yeah. i mean i love people yeah. they're influenced by demons yeah yeah for sure i mean alcohol yeah. And but hold you on. heard it. Here's, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I've I've flown on a lot of a lot of planes. You uh-huh. you you have once every five years, <laughs> and uh, and you and you skip out on helicopter rides. <laughs> but I've I've been on planes where people would get drinks, but I've never in my life been on a plane where I'm like, oh my gosh, all these drunk people around me. Have you? No. I, I mean, don't have a ton of experience, but no. But like, never have I have I been like this. Now I know it happens. But I've never in my life been on a plane where I'm like, oh my gosh, this person is like passed yeah, out what drunk. Are we, in, are we in Vegas yeah, right like, now? What is going on? Like that's never, never, never happened. And his excuse for saying I don't want to get on a tube with a bunch of demons is, oh, there's people and there's alcohol, and is that really an environment for me, the, this wholesome, holy preacher, yeah. to get on to be prepared to go share the gospel with with these with these peasants of people, <laughs> like. How in his mind he can only preach down to these people. He can't be in in a, in a situation where he's around them. Yeah, heaven forbid he's around these people. Yeah, he only can be on a because stage. if he's around them, I mean, they're they there'd be a terrible influence on yeah, him. He might get contaminated. How could he spiritually be in the right mind if yeah. he's around people, demons, it's, or no? I mean, I, I lo- but he loves people. Yeah, well, I love I, yeah, lo- Jesus I love him. people, but alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> but alcohol. So like. Well, I, what we want to en- to encourage you to do is to go and watch this for yourself, and we'll put the links on. We'll, show put, we'll put the links up, but I mean, it's just disgusting to to look at, and and as pastors ourselves, it's embarrassing because some people who don't go to church look at a guy like Kenneth Copeland, and I think that most people would realize that that they're crooks, that they're crooks, and that that that, that doesn't pastors, lump everybody. In, yeah, 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 but it's still it's still just embarrassing. For, for us as pastors. But what I always wonder when it comes to these sort of situations, these televangelists, mm-hmm. like, 
how do they get how do they get this money? Like it's so confusing to me. I've never met anyone, and now maybe you, maybe a, a listener has has fallen into this. But like I personally do not know anybody who has actually sent money to somebody like this. Yeah, and for them to have enough of it to buy jets. Yeah. Blows me away. Yeah. And, and it just is so confusing. And I know it's not only from that, but like the other ministries or whatever it may be, uh, the, the, books, the TV whatever, books. Yeah. But I'm like, how in the world, who in their right state of mind would actually fall into giving these these crooks more money to go buy another plane? Yeah. Have you ever thought that? I, I have, and I've, I've thought about a lot of things, but yeah, for sure with Telvan, it's like, who, mm-hmm. who sees that and goes, you know what, they do need money for another jet. Like, yeah. I don't, I, yeah. And so there's, there's actually an article that I read from BBC News, and it's called The Preachers Getting Rich from Poor Americans. Yeah. And this is, this is the amazing part about it. And I would, I would encourage you to, to read this whole article, and, and we'll share it as well. And there are a bunch of articles out there about how televangelists actually make their money. Yeah. But, um, uh, and I'm not going to read everything in this article because it's, it's pretty long. But it's really, really interesting because the way that these, that these people make their money is by preying on the poor, by preying on the weak, and by oftentimes preying on the uneducated. Okay. And and this article focuses That's on how most cults do. Yes, do. <laughs> and this article focuses on Larry and Darcy Fardet. I think is how um, you pronounce their last name. But these are people who don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry is an ex addict. And he had gone into NA and, and AA meetings, and that's where he became saved. That's where he became a Christian and found Jesus and turned his life around, which is awesome, awesome thing. But he doesn't have ex- he didn't have experience in church or with preachers or anything like that or Christianity. And so he would find himself, if you notice, with these televangelists, oftentimes their shows where they're asking for money is played late at night, like oftentimes in the middle of the night. Yeah. And the reason why they do that is because they're they're preying on people who are hurting because a lot of people who are up in the middle of the night like that watching something along those lines is somebody who's struggling with something, somebody who, who can't sleep for whatever who's reason, desperate. who's desperate, who's going through something painful, and they're vulnerable. And what these televangelists do is they say, are you hurting right now? Are, are you in need? Well, we can help you. If you invest a seed and they use scripture, they twist it, and they say, you know, you reap what you sow. So if you invest a seed, and they, they never say if you invest a donation. If you invest a seed mm-hmm. into this ministry, then we promise you that Jesus says he will take care of you, mm-hmm. and, that you and that you will reap what you sow. And if you invest a seed of $200, $500, $700, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, then Jesus will come through for you. So the more you reap, mm-hmm. the more you're going to get. Exactly. So the more, the more, more you can sow. sacrifice. Yeah. And so what Larry did in this situation was he was watching this late at night, and he was he was hurting and he only has a few hundred dollars left and he took his last hundred dollars few hundred dollars and would send it and not and not know where the where money's going to come from to pay for his bills or or his mortgage or his rent mm-hmm. or groceries any of that sort of stuff and he would send it away mm-hmm. because he's in pain and he's hurting and he is trusting this preacher because he doesn't have any experience mm-hmm. trusting this preacher who says I promise you that Jesus will come through for you and he says okay I'm going to put my faith to the test I'm going to send this money away 
and he loses it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me how, what these people actually do. And so Larry had the thought that, well, if I do this, then eventually this organization will be there for me. If I continue to invest in them, mm-hmm. then when I'm really in need, because he he's, doesn't have a lot, but he's not really in too much need. Yeah, He's hoping that his life will turn around. But eventually I get to a place where if I come on hard times, then this organization will be there for me because if I'm sending money in, then I'm sure other people are sending money in to help other people in need. Yeah. Like, like in this situation. And eventually his daughter gets sick, needs medical help, needs mm-hmm. surgery, and doesn't know where that money is going to come from. And so he calls up the organization mm-hmm. and he says, hey, I've been sending money to you guys and I'm sure other people have. Is there any way that, that you can help me? I have all these medical bills. My daughter is going to lose her life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to pay for it. And they say, no, if we help you, then we're going to have to help every yeah. Joe Schmo who calls in and asks for money. And there won't be enough money to go around. But we need it for the jet yeah, yeah. that the preacher's flying in. Yeah. Which obviously we know that. But I'm always like, how can anybody fall into this? It's because they pray on the weak. Yeah, the people that are desperate and really need it. Because in Acts 2, the church is supposed to be that way. Where mm-hmm. if you there's anyone that's in need can get all the help they need for it. And the reason why we believe in tithing is so that your church can be a church like that. And mm-hmm. if there's been people that have called us that are part of our church and have said, hey, I we're in this situation. Like, all right, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. be able to help you however you can. We don't want to um, just give every just handouts away, but when you have people that are in the church family, mm-hmm. like just the same way if my daughter needs something, it's like, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll find a way to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, and I think that's important that I don't know if we ever talked about this, but we should talk about our protocols as pastors when it comes to people in need. Because you you and I both get phone calls all the time of people who need help. Yeah, mostly from strangers. People that we don't know who find us online or yeah. something like that. Wait, I get those a lot. Yes. If it's ever from somebody in the congregation, then... At, then yeah, right away. Okay. Right away, what, we're going to we do need. everything that we can. But the danger is you. we oftentimes will get calls from people who are scamming you. And I actually had a moment one time where this happened. So, uh, uh, yeah, with me, because, well, yeah. actually I'm thinking of another one, but it, uh, okay. happened, it happens all the time. But. Cause, cause you talked to me once about like, I got this email from this guy who said all this stuff and I was like, hold up one second. And then yeah. I checked back on my emails and I got the exact same email a month prior. They wouldn't know it was like even longer than that because yeah. and, and the interesting part was in the email that he sent both of us, it was copy and pasted. Yeah. Was, I just lost my job this week. Yeah. I I need to pay. I'm staying at a hotel and they're going to kick my family out by the end of this week. Mm -hmm. It's always something like that. Because the hard part as a church is you want to help people that are actually in need of help. But when it's a random person randomly calling and asks you to pay a bill for them Mm -hmm. and send you money. And Mm -hmm. so one thing we always do, we never give straight money to anybody we will if someone needs a bill paid then we say give us your information and we'll send the check in for you or something like that if we do that uh, normally not for strangers we don't do that but um we never give cash out at last church i was at there was a lady that would come that and we would give cash out Mm -hmm. and every once in a while and then she was there every single week asking our whole entire congregation for more cash and we're like we're willing to help and we have food up here come they should never come to service Come into service, grab grab breakfast. There's mm-hmm. plenty of food here. And then if you need help with stuff, we'll help you. Cause we did we had yeah. we had clothes clothes we could give her. We had a ton of stuff, but yeah. So when it's only cash, we don't do cash. We have um forms they have to fill out no yes. matter what. And it's and it's a way to kind of some people are like, I I'm not filling that form out. That, that that weeds a lot of people out. Yeah. Because if somebody is really in need, 
that, and that's, do what it takes. Then they'll do what it takes. But a lot of times, somebody will call just looking to get a quick buck or something like that, and they're not really in need. Yeah. And and the minute that that I say to them, every time this is how the phone call goes. They call, they tell me what they need. I say, okay, well here here's our protocol. I don't make the decisions on this. And these a, are people that you don't know, right? People I don't know. Yeah. If I if people in the congregation, it's different. But people I don't know. Um, I say, I don't make the decision on this. I have formed a committee of people that they make the decision. The way that it goes is you have to fill out this form. And it's just a form saying, who are you? Wh- why do you need help? In yeah. what area do you need help? And uh, what areas have you tried? And are you looking for work? All these sort of things. Those yeah. sort of questions. Because we don't want to just, what's the saying? You give somebody a fish, you feed them a day. Yeah, teach, teach them, them fish, to fish. Yeah, that sort of thing. Saying. So, I say, fill this form out, send it back to me, I'll send it to that committee, they'll make a decision on it, and then I will come back to you and tell you what, what they decided. And a lot of times people say, oh, I'm not doing that. It's like, like, all right, then you don't really want to yeah. help. If, you, if, you, if I were in a situation where I'm trying to pay for my family and I'm on hard times and somebody says, we can help you, but you just need to fill out a form, Yeah. and I'm like, absolutely, yeah. I don't care how long it takes, I'll do it. One time I, um, I was getting a gas at a gas station and um, a guy came up and um, I've been trying, I've been kind of, ever since we've done this podcast, we had Josh from Be More Caring years ago. Yeah. I've been more convicted about how I treat homeless people. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times I try, I used to just look away and all this stuff. Now I'm trying to like be conscious about talking and saying mm-hmm. hi and even if I don't have anything to give them, which is still hard for me to do. Uh, but I was at um, a gas station and a guy came up I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm really sorry to bother you, but I am so hungry. Is there any way you can help? And I was at a 7-Eleven gas station and I was like, yeah, man, I can mm-hmm. go get you pizza. Let's yeah. go get pizza. He said, yeah, but I mean, there's a wing place right there. I was yeah. hoping to get wings. And I was like, I'll get you pizza. Like, yeah. if you're really hungry, I'm more than willing to help. I'll get you pizza. Yeah. He said, no, but that's not good. You know, it's not good food there. I, I would like to get wings. <laughs> and I said, I was like, dude, I'm not getting you wings. Yeah. If you're really hungry, I'll go in there and get you pizza, a whole pizza. Yep. I'll buy a whole pizza. Yep. Um, you can have some now. Have some for dinner. Yeah. Like, if you really need it. He said, no, that's all right. And he walked away. <laughs> it's like, dude. And then I went to the wing place because the place I went all the time um, later that week and asked. And he said, oh, that guy's always trying to get free wings. He just stands out here and gets free wings. Yeah. So it's like, so those you hear those stories and that's why you kind of get a little cynical when right. people call out of the blue that you've yep. never heard of yep. Yep. Uh, with these stories. But at the same time, you want to be a church that helps people. Yep. Um, so if you have certain protocols in place that weeds people out that are just trying to scam you, yep. you never just give them money straight. Mm-hmm. Say, send us the bill mm-hmm. and we'll help you out. And it's yeah. only if we can. I mean, it's only only if the money is there. We're a church of seventy-five people. Yeah. We only have so much money, right? And um, there and people call us from our church, from our own congregation that are there every week, no matter if they give or not. Yeah. Like then, yeah, we'll figure out a way to help you in right. some Whatever fashion. We'll take a love offer if we have to. Yeah. We'll we'll take some money out of our budget. Um, no, we're not going to say let's look at your tithe statements first. Right. We would just help. But it's strangers. There has to be yeah. some kind of protocol because you don't want to get scammed, yeah. but you also want to show love mm-hmm. and help the poor like we're called to do as a yeah. church. Because there, there are some times where some people, I've gotten the same phone call from the same person multiple times and they don't even remember that that they called me before. Yeah. Like they've called me and I have the number saved in my phone and then I'm like, oh yeah, hi, how you doing? I remember talking to you a few months ago. Like, oh, and they don't even know because they're yeah. just going through the rounds again. But one guy in particular called me and said, I'm staying at a hotel, gave me this whole story. I need help. I need it paid. And whenever somebody says, it needs to be paid now, yeah. my response is always, it's not my fault that it needs to be paid today. I cannot get you money today. Yeah. yeah. It, at the earliest, it can be in a week yeah. or something like that. 
Um, and so he called me and said, okay, well, I need it paid for this hotel that I'm staying at with my family. And he gave me the number, a number and like a bill. And I was like, this looks fishy. So I looked it up and, I, and then he told me what hotel he was staying at. And I Googled it. And, uh, and it comes up and the number that he gave me was not the same number that the hotel listed as their number. Yeah. And so I called up the hotel that I found online, the number online, not the number he gave me because it could have been anybody. Yeah. And um, and I called him and I had his name and I said, hi, yeah, I'm a pastor. Somebody told me that they're staying at your place. They need some help. And I'm trying to find out some more information. Can you just tell me if this person is staying here? And every time I call a hotel, they're always like, yep, sure. And they and they give me the information. Yeah. And, and I gave them the name and they said, oh, no, that person is not staying here. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I know, now I know it's not true. And and so I sent the guy a message and I said, "Hey man, I called that place. I called the hotel and they said you're not staying there." And he flipped on me, like screaming at me. "You're calling me a liar?" Or, or, you, so you called phone. him. "You're calling me a liar? I'm not a liar." And like went off. Yeah. And I was like, "Dude, I don't know what you want me to do." Like yeah. I call I called the place. They said you're not staying there. You lied to me. He said, "I'm walking down to the hotel right now. You can talk to the manager." I was like, that doesn't do me any good. <laughs> I call and so and so I eventually he was screaming at me so much. I just had to hang up the phone. Yeah. And he sent an email to our office, yeah. City on a Hill office, and just went off. How dare your pastor accuse me of lying? Da, 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 and all that stuff. But he doesn't know that City on a Hill office just goes to my email. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what I, I got it. And anyways, but uh, so that that does happen sometimes, and it's sad that that happens. Yeah. But ultimately, we as churches want to help people who need help. Yeah. Guys like Kenneth Copeland and Jesse Duplantis do not. Yeah. They, they, they don't care about you. No. And the interesting part about this article that I was referring to, there's an organization called Trinity... Um, hold on, I'm pulling it up real quick. The Trinity Foundation, they are formed to call these people out, these televangelists, mm-hmm. and to discredit them and to help people who have been scammed by them get back on their feet, Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, that's a cool thing, and so it's it's just sickening when you see things like this, and it's embarrassing to see Kenneth Copeland or Jesse Duplantis or whoever else you want to throw yeah. out there, televangelists, and uh, we we want to denounce them every chance we get. Yeah, we do a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, any chance we get, we talk about how we're uh, anti that some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, I want let's do something fun. Yeah. You want to do something fun? Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> Let's take a quick Let's break. Let's do some fun with these demons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are a bunch of demons after all. I mean, alcohol. Yeah. So, <laughs> And when he's talking about the, the demons on a tube, that's us. I fly commercial. <laughs> yep. I, I mean, and alcohol, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, alcohol in the world. So. <laughs> so, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back and play a fun quiz. Would you rather? Would you rather? Oh man! Oh man! Would you rather? We haven't done this in a while. We need to do more of our segments because we haven't done them in a while. Yeah, there's a lot of because we're too busy talking about all these pastors that are screwing you over. Televangelists out there taking advantage of you. If these pastors stop screwing the listeners over, we would be able to do more segments. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So we got a we got a good. This is a Buzzfeed. Quiz. So this kind of goes with uh, stupid quizzes or something. I don't know. That's another segment. <laughs> but uh, this is a would you rather one. And this is how do your weird hygiene opinions uh-huh. compare to everyone else's? Oh. 
So, oh, so, side note, did we talk about this? What? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, well, we talked about this, but not on the on the podcast. Yeah. When you shower. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. When you shower, do you wash your legs? Yes. Who doesn't? People don't. That's a thing. It's like a lot of people who don't. There's people listening now that go, no, I don't. So what do you do? You just get in there? You you just, just... The soap just goes down. So what? You only you only wash your torso? Yeah, and the soap just goes down your legs and it just gets washed. That, no. I, yeah. I'm not a very it's clean like, person. Because we we heard it on um, another but podcast was too, and they said it's like twenty percent of people probably say they don't wash their legs. It's wild. And Taylor Swift, did you know Taylor Swift said that? Yeah, what? she thought that shaving her legs was washing. Them. No, it's not. It's not. You're it's shaving. Not shaving. Your legs. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I don't. But um, I did. We asked a couple of our friends. <laughs> we haven't found a friend that says, "Oh no, I don't." Um, and we had a friend that we assumed for sure because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't enjoy showering. Yeah, so we're yeah. like, there's no way he washed legs. But uh, one friend said, well, I don't wash my feet. And, yeah. and that, and I don't really either. I don't like scrub underneath my feet. And, this, yeah. and the same way, it's like, why wouldn't I wash my feet? Yeah. My feet get gross. I like I like wash, I guess the tops of my feet, but I don't always wash the bottom. But the bottoms need the it. Bottoms if the anything that's... needs it, it's the bottoms. Yeah. But I rarely... But maybe you're thinking because you're standing in the shower. That's and... what the same, that's what the people that more, are washing their legs are thinking. But there's more on the feet on the floor of the shower, don't you think that your bottom of your feet are way dirtier than your legs? Yeah. Yeah, but you don't wash the bottom of your feet. So don't I be do making, sometimes. Sometimes. Well, Anyways, all right, we got to get So there's way. people that, that don't wash their legs and they're thinking the same thing. Well, you don't know. wash the bottom of your feet. I don't know. Well, let us know what you do. And, uh, and if you tell us that you don't wash your legs, we're going to think you're dirty. <laughs> but anyways, all right. So here's, here's some would you rather. Would okay. you rather number one? And you're going to answer them. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll select your answers. All right. But I'm, I'm going to give you my opinion and I'll tell you when you're wrong. Yeah. Would you rather. Would never. Would you rather never be allowed to floss again or never be allowed to shave again? Um, see, well, the thing is I don't floss. <laughs> <laughs> but uh-huh. the idea of never being able to floss. Like I ate corn on the cob yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, I really need to floss. Yeah. And you got to really, get in there with your yeah. fingernail or something. Um, I would go with the floss one mm-hmm. for this reason because um, I, I would like to grow a beard. My mm-hmm. wife does not let me grow a beard, and yeah. we don't kiss very much, and I really like kissing my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so there's that, and I would, I would get to a point where I don't want that beard to be like so long because uh-huh. if you can't shave, then it's going to be so long. Yeah, yeah, and I like rarely floss anyways. Mm-hmm. See, I would love to have a huge beard. Um, and uh, but I would like, as in like that never would touch like, it never like down to your like belly dynasty button. style yeah ZZ top like oh that that would be tough so you're saying never floss yes for All sure right, never floss because um, I already don't floss much 82% of people said never floss yeah because most people don't alright would you rather you ever heard Mitch Hedberg talk about flossing it's like I've never tried to quit smoking but anytime it's the hardest thing ever it's like yeah I know it's his hardest starting flossing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do, I do floss a little more regularly now because I I had some some problems with in, with my teeth and uh, and every time I go to the dentist it just makes me feel like the worst person ever yeah, yeah. and uh, I don't floss every day they're like you need to floss every day I floss it's like just way too much work like a couple times a week sometimes maybe. brush my teeth is like a thing I always <laughs> do it but I'm like I don't feel like it all right so would you rather never be allowed to wash your hair again Ugh. or never be allowed to clip your nails again. Oh, so my nail, like, like the guy from Guinness. Can I bite records. my nails? Um, I'm gonna say no. Oh, I'm not. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, like <laughs> the guy. You know, he cut his nails. The guy in the Guinness Book of World Records who had the really long fingernails. Yeah, he did. He cut them. I would probably go the guy with, from India. I think it was not wash my hair, even though that would get gross. Yeah. But I just can't be walking. I was wearing a hat all the time. Or this is what I was gonna say too. Like then I would just shave my head. 
Yeah, but I'd say you can't do that. Okay. You've got to keep your hair. Yeah, I, I would I would not wash my hair. Never wash your hair. I think I would actually go with that too. Oh wow. Seventy eight percent of people said they would never clip their nails. Oh I mean it, my hair gets greasy. Like it would be gross. I get dandruff and all yeah. this stuff. But I'm not walking around with long fingernails. I would go nuts. I bite my nails, and if I'm not allowed to, anyways, yeah. I would go nuts. And it would also like prevent you from doing things eventually. You know what I mean? With your fingernails, like you couldn't like pick things up eventually. I know. And where at least with your hair, you could do everything. Yeah. yeah. All right. So would you rather? They're both gross. <laughs> That's <laughs> the point. Would you rather <laughs> never be allowed to cut your hair again, or never be allowed to wear deodorant again? Oh, that's an easy one. Grow that hair out. Yeah, yeah. I'd rock that hair. You, you, can, put put it, it. you can, you can wash. That'd it. That'd be cool. Yeah, you could put it in a man. No, I'm gonna do that now. <laughs> deodorant, but, but deodorant. Gotta, oh gosh, you never have friends. No, yeah. My wife would divorce me. That's that is disgusting. I know. It's the worst when. Have you ever like like you're out in public and somebody walks by and you get like a whiff? Oh yeah. Like gosh. Immediately dude. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I hate when I'm out. And I'm like, I have deodorant in my car at all times because yeah. if I ever smell, I'm like, oh gosh, gotta go fix this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theo yeah. smells so terrible. Yeah. You know what? Uh, my uh, you would get used to your stink though. Yeah. But still, it's no one else yeah. would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so I have a I have a problem with sweating from my pits. Like all the time. Yeah, got, I'm not a very sweaty person, but I sweat from my pits a lot. SPS. And, uh, and it's a sweaty thing. pit syndrome. It's, it's like, <laughs> no, it's, it is like a medical thing, actually. Oh, man, you're such a victim. I know. <laughs> and, uh, but on, when I preach, I, if, uh, I will only wear dark clothes because Me too. I just Because when you put your pits. arm up yeah. to, the, to the Lord, to, yeah. And all you demons out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you need to plant a seed and you raise your arm. So, and, uh, but then after service, a lot of times people come up, give me hugs. And every time they always go, oh, because it's so, it's like down halfway through, down like my torso. That's how wet it is. Anyways, um, that had nothing to do with anything. All right. Would you rather never be allowed to blow your, oh, I didn't tell you how many. So 76% of people cut. said that they would not cut their hair. Yeah, of course. Compared to 24 with the dude. 24 is high. <laughs> by the way. 20, <laughs> is high. alarmingly high. All right, so would I you would not get a plane with them? <laughs> would you rather never be allowed to blow your nose again? Oh gosh. Or never be allowed to wash your face again? Oh, that's a great one. That's a tough one. Blow my nose cuz I blow my nose a lot. Can I you pick it? Of, I do pick my nose a lot too. And let's now, say let's Brooklyn say you can't it. Let's say you can't pick it either. The only thing you can do is snot rockets. <laughs> <laughs> is that blowing? Uh, I, I don't See, know. Like, I think it's like you can't blame it also. It's always just draining. <laughs> I feel like snot, snot rocket would be the only thing because, but yeah, you can't. Because no, I can do. I'll do snot rockets all day. That's blowing your nose. You can't. I, I, I can't be fair. it because then fair. it'd be easy to sit. Um, not blowing nose or what's the other one? Wash my face. Never wash your face. Ooh, I have pepperoni face all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what was that from? All that? Uh, I don't remember. Remember yeah, all I think that? So. It was literally pepperoni face pizza. Face. I don't think I could. Li- I don't think I could survive. Without blowing my nose, like yeah, when you're sick and you just gotta let it drain out, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd go and never wash my face. So I'd right. go with. I think that's fair. Seventy three percent said never blow your nose. They're dumb. They don't understand the logistics behind that. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're thinking they can do snot rockets. I'll do snot rockets all day. I don't care about that. <laughs> all right. Would you rather never be allowed to wash your hands after going to the bathroom, or never be allowed to shower? The day you work out. Oh, never wash my hands. Only the day that you work out, though. Yeah, I'll never wash my hands. 
after I go to the bathroom. I don't care. I disagree. <laughs> I, I don't care. I would do that. Here, here's why I disagree. Because it says, never shower the day that you work out. Oh, it's true. I never work out. That, <laughs> or let's say that you well, do. Man, you're gross. Let's say you do work out. You could just work out at night. It'd be nasty, but you go to bed after working out, and then you can shower the next morning. I'm going to stick with my hand-washing decision. Because I'll just make sure I don't touch anything. Mm, you got dookie fingers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, whatever. I already don't wash my hands after I pee. <laughs> yeah. So then it's only the couple times I poop. Huh. And it's like I can never wash my hands. I'll and wash nobody my hands would ever know, point. huh? <laughs> no one will ever know the difference. <laughs> hey, all right. Next one. What um, was the percentage? Oh, shoot. So you said never at, at the bathroom. Uh, oh, that's closer. 53% said yeah. the shower. Never when you shower. you work out, you're so gross. That's mm-hmm. something I need to... I need to and I always plan on working out. Mm-hmm. I just never do it. All right, next one. Would you rather not brush your hair for six months? Easy. Clean out brush or not clean out your ears for six months? Well, this is hard. It's hard. Well, I, you're not supposed to clean out your ears with Q-tips. No. So I try to avoid doing that. But like, but I will like, like get shower crap out. In the shower, well, I mean, I don't, wash but the thing is I don't brush or? my hair. So should we yeah. say like do our hair? Like fix yeah. our hair? Yeah, that's, the, that's um, fine. Ears then. Yeah, I agree with that. For sure, ears. All right. Um, yeah, 73% said not clean your ears. And then uh, let's see, we only got, oh gosh, we got a few more, four more. Um, would you rather have to walk around barefoot for a week mm-hmm. or wear the same unwashed outfit every day for a week? I already, I already wear my pants for a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that means underwear. Everything. That means shirts and, and you got sweaty pits. Uh-huh. As we discussed. Or walk barefoot. Oh. Probably barefoot. I walk barefoot a lot already. Yeah, but then you can't go into stores. You can't go into restaurants. <laughs> Try to kick me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, can't, <laughs> you can't do any of those things. Well, it's I just would, for a week. It's just for a week. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just for a week. Like, I would go with the outfit because I would just be. I would just be like, okay, I'm going to try my hardest not to do anything active. Yeah. But I can, like, I remember when I used to do youth group and I would wear sandals to youth group and then I would take my my sandals off and just run around on my bare feet. Yeah. I broke my pinky toe once. That was disgusting. It it was popped out of its socks and I had to pop back in. Mm. So barefoot? But I'm a man. I didn't cry and have to get a helicopter ride. (laughs) Well, why would you need one for a (laughs) pinky toe? Why would you need one? Because you hit your head. That's a good reason. Your neck was fine. All right, barefoot for a week. Hospital was like, why is this guy here? Same outfit for a week, got 54%. So just barely. So it was pretty even. Okay. All right, would you rather never be allowed to wash your dishes or never be allowed to throw out expired food in your fridge? Oh, gosh, that's a bad one. Both of them. Both (laughs) options are bad, I'm saying. Ooh, Well, with expired food, then you just have to make sure that you ate it. Yeah, but things go expired quick. But yeah, not wash dishes. Cause man, it's gonna get gross. And and it's and with the expired food, it's like if it's just like once gets, Once it's bad, what can you do? It's, it's stuck. You, you can't take it out. Yeah, it's stuck there for and then you wouldn't have a fridge eventually. Because yeah, you just need to like catch up and like try to eat it. But yeah, it would just, you would have to get a new fridge eventually. Yeah. You have a fridge full of moldy cheese or something. I would have to go with the dishes because, man, that, that's tough. That's tough, but I wouldn't like doing that, but I will just keep buying dishes. <laughs> All right. I would, use, I would use actual dishes as paper plates, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's uh, 60% for never wash dishes. Yeah, you got to. All right. Uh, two more. Would you rather have to wear the same pair of dirty underwear every day okay. or never be allowed to clean your eye gunk? It's gotta be eye gunk because I don't have a ton of, but oh, but that stuff's gonna build up. 
You just, have to, <laughs> you just have to blink really hard and hope it falls off. <laughs> so it's not, or never change my underwear. Never change your underwear. It's always dirty underwear. Yep. <sighs> That's gross. <laughs> um, ever. You can not ever. like a, there's not a time period. Would you rather wear the same pair of dirty underwear every day? I'd gotta go with the underwear. Over the eye gunk? Yeah, because that eye gunk is gonna build and build and build and no, build. No, eventually it'll just fall off by itself. Oh gosh. I would go with the eye gunk. I'm going to go with the underwear because no one knows about <laughs> the underwear situation. Okay. You're in, <laughs> you're in the 28 percentile because 72% said never clean I would go gunk. with the underwear. All right. Last one. Would you rather never be allowed to clean your bathroom again or... Don't clean it much now. <laughs> or never be allowed to flush the toilet in someone else's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Uh, I would just, I would just never poop in somebody else's bathroom. Yeah, but sometimes you gotta. I would, I would like, I would say, I would go to like a gas station and just poop. Yeah, it's true. Just leave it and just leave it. Um, or what was the first option? Or never be allowed to clean your bathroom because your own, it's your own bathroom. So this is, a, is are you selfish or not? Because mm. this way you're like, I would, I'd much rather pollute someone else's bathroom than I never have to go back to. But here's the thing, though, somebody else can flush it. In their bathroom. Yeah, but then every time they go in, like, gosh, Eric was over again. Oh, we got him. Why isn't the man flush? The Dookie band that came yeah. back. <laughs> you know what? At my church once, I went to the bathroom, and there was a poop in that toilet <laughs> that was no joke, the size of a football. Oh. And we saw, we're like, how does a person yeah. do that poop? It was in the men's bathroom. It was like, like how a does baby. a man do that poop? Yeah. And we couldn't flush it down. We couldn't flush it. So eventually, Three weeks later, that poop was back. Oh. There was a poop and it pooping footballs, and it couldn't go down, so we just left it. Um, I would go with um, not use someone else's bathroom. So never be allowed to flush a toilet in someone else's Correct. bathroom. Correct, because okay. I don't care about them. All right, that's fifty-five percent said that. So okay, that, that one was pretty that close. Was pretty close. So okay, what's the result here? Um, oh, I guess that that's it. That it's, I just told you the results for everyone. You see. Oh, there's nothing. No, there's nothing. There's nothing else beyond that. Oh, I think that the a, bottom line is you're dirty. What a what a that was that was a that did not satisfy the end. I was expect. I wanted did you want to me to save something. the results for the end? No, I wanted. No, I wanted to know like what that means. Like, I what am. are you like? Basically, they would say you nasty. You nasty. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review to support the podcast go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nymchristianpodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.